Previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars 1977. I went to the theater with my parents and they were going to see Smokey and the Bandit. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And they said, hey, this looks interesting. Would you rather go watch this space movie? And we'll just be right next door. And I said, sure. So my sister and I went in and watched Star Wars and I fell in love. Yeah. Excellent. So I had the toys. Cool. I, then my kids, as they grew up, we got to rewatch those old movies and then see the newer ones too. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I'm not rapid firing very well. No, that's, oh, no, that's great. Fine. That's, that's great. great. <laughs> Sometimes we like to do that. Yeah. I mean, you rapid fired yeah. the answer. Yeah. So that's good. Loy Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Hey, Littles. Littles. Roxy. Yep. Episode 230. Chuck. That's crazy. It's cray-cray. We made it. Now, before we forget, because I always do this, and I always forget, and then after I'm editing, I'm like, oh, we forgot to do that. Happy Mother's Day Eve. Yes. To all the mothers out there. Mm Mm-hmm. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. Yeah. So I want to make sure we get that in. Because we have lots to get into, lots to talk about, some pertaining to the other show. But you know those national todays? Mm-hmm. Roxy, there's 31 of them today. What? And that's the app I use. That's just stupid, right? That's a lot. I just don't get it. And then what I really don't get is it is, I'm just going to, I'm not going to do all 31. <laughs> but it's International Hummus Day, Ooh. but yet it's National Apple Pie Day. I still don't get the mm. whole international national thing. Yep. That's like what? They don't have apple pie over in London? I just don't understand. I don't know. But we've got archery day. <laughs> <laughs> we've got cough drop day. Now, <laughs> here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. It doesn't say national or international. It just says May 13th, cough drop day. That's all it says. <laughs> you better get your cough drops. <laughs> I guess. But then it's National Anita Day. Hi, Anita from Alaska. Oh, fun. I mean, I, that's, I don't think it's for her specifically. Maybe it is, though. I <laughs> Babysitter's Day. Here's one of my favorites. Crouton Day. National Crouton Ooh. Day. Not international, which that makes no sense because there are some good croutons over in France yeah. and stuff like that. But National Crouton Ooh, Day. Roxy and I like a good crouton. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I could eat a whole bag by myself. Now, we had Anita. We also have Drew. National Drew Day. Oh. Yeah, there's too many. National Leprechaun Day. Now, that makes no Wait, sense what? to me whatsoever. Why would that be? On, well, I guess you don't want to have it on the same day. Well, no. it, it kind of coincides with St. Patrick's right. Day. Right. Or why wouldn't you have it like the halfway point? So Ooh. you'd have, right? That's great marketing right like there. Like half birthday? Right. Mm-hmm. So you could have like St. Patrick's Day, but then have Leprechaun More Day. Or St. Yeah. Patrick's anyway, Day. Anyway, it's also National Miniature Golf Day. Oh, fun. Train Day. There's putt so putt. many. There's I too used many. to call it putt-putt. Putt-putt? Anybody putt? else? Oh, yeah. Oh, let's go putt-putt. Listeners, we need some help. National Top Gun, or no, I'm sorry, not national, nothing. It's just Top Gun Day. Now, I'm (laughs) guessing that has something to do with the reference to the movie. I haven't seen the movie in a long time. So anyway, there's too many of those. I like Cough Drop Day. Cough Drop Day? Yeah. Yeah. We have a couple shout outs. We're going to start with that. I have a shout out, Les Kernan, for a great Uranus joke on Wednesday's big show. Mm. (laughs) That was, it made everyone on the show laugh. And I it was really it. good. I'm not going to repeat it, but it was a good, it was a good Uranus joke. I'll have joke. to go back. Then we heard, uh, well, we didn't hear. Tony heard from Mitch in Las Vegas. That's okay. what it says. Mitch in Las Vegas. Nice. How the hell are we supposed to find this guy? He, he wrote in saying now maybe he has some clout to get on our show. Now, for listeners who know us, you don't need any. You just need to go to our website. Yeah. LoyalLittlesPod.com. There's a link, a little tab for that. Yeah. Just click, click on it. Say, I want to be on the show. It'll yeah. send us an email letting us know that you want to be on the show and then mm-hmm. we'll get in touch with you. Yeah. It's that easy. I mean, Mitch in Vegas. Come on, man. What am I supposed to do? Like look you up in the phone book? <laughs> Mitch. That's it. That's all we got. Mitch in Vegas. How many Mitches in Vegas are there? I don't know. What What are in Vegas? Mitch, Mitches? Oh, Mitches. I thought you said something else. Okay. <laughs> Uh, no, you know what I'm like, how the hell am I supposed to find this guy? All right. Then we were talking about TV last time. Now, yeah. the important part about the season finales is unfortunately that comes with season cancellations yes. too. Yes. So we talked about Call Me Cat. Yeah. We knew that was already canceled, but there were a couple more this week and I was really bummed about this one. East New York. Yeah. You like that one. I think we talked about it on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. I might've just thrown it out there as a good show. I guess I didn't push it enough. It was actually a really good show. I thought it got canceled one season. Yeah. True lies canceled. I can see that. Yeah. I saw that coming. That's based on the movie, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie back in the day. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah it was a, well, I'm assuming it's based on the movie because it's the exact same what it's about. Okay. Now the problem was it got boring because they just did a new 
It's the same thing every time. It was the same week. Well, same thing every like week. every show. But, I mean, some shows can pull it off, some can't. Yeah. Like the Law and Orders, I feel like, can pull it off. Yeah. And the FBI's, they yeah. can pull it off. This uh-huh. They couldn't do it. Good cast, you know. Unfortunately, it didn't make it. So, anyway. Roxy and I both had, on the big show, Roxy, you don't know this, people have been writing in about one in a million chance, like one in a billion chance that this could ever happen. Roxy and I both had one. Roxy doesn't know about mine yet. I don't know about any of this. What? Well, Roxy was working at Radio City the other day. Oh, yes. Oh, now since she knows what I'm talking about. Yes. I wrote it down, luckily, because Roxy wouldn't remember to tell the story. So she's doing her little thing. Now, I know we've described this before, where in the off-season, they bring Rockettes in, and they do tours of Radio City. So yeah. they get to hear the history of the building, yeah. all that stuff. And then, like she said, one of the stops is you get to meet an actual Rockette, take some pictures, blah, 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 answer some questions, which mm-hmm. we've heard some really good questions yep. that Roxy's gotten in the past. However, this past week, you yep. were working. Yep. And tell your one in a million story. My very first tour of the day that came through. Oh, I didn't know it was the first one. It was the first one. I go out not expecting anything unusual or different. I go out, I give my spiel. I talk about it. I talk about myself. And then we get into the Q&As and I hear, do you have a podcast? (laughs) And at first I was like, well... I don't think we as a group have a podcast, like the but, don't that, have a podcast. but that would be really interesting. And he said, no, you, are you Roxy? <laughs> so and I was like, pa- wait. Wait, wait, let's pause it for a second. <laughs> so this happened during the Q&A. So you did your whole spiel. Yeah. They, so it wasn't like when they walked through the door, you didn't recognize these people. Or- I honestly, I wasn't even like. Yeah, you're not even really paying attention. I'm not even really. I just see a bunch of people, and I'm just trying to remember my lines. Right. So. <laughs> Wait, Roxy. <laughs> which this I think just that tour it had been actually a little over a month since yeah, I had done true. a tour. So uh, my first spiel of the day was I, I definitely had to stop and pause and kind of backtrack a little bit to get myself going. And because, I even made a joke about it. But yeah, littles they have a script that they yeah. Have to- bullet points that yeah you have just to, touch to like upon. touch yeah. upon all the all the interesting you make things it your that own, people but yeah. might want to know and you know people typically ask so we get those out of the way right away but yeah so okay, so they asked do you have a podcast are you are, roxy are you roxy and i said wait a second <laughs> and it was george and kathy wilkinson shout out Shout out. Also, shout out to Sue Heidel, who put us in contact last December. These were her friends, right? These were her friends. George is a little. Kathy, I think, puts up with... She's a tiny. Yes, but they both listen. No, wait. I didn't know George was a little. How come he hasn't been on the show? He's been... Well, I talked to him when they... So anyway, let me tell the story, Chuck. Oh, sorry. They came to see my show, and Sue mentioned it to me and asked if I would be able to go say hi if I had any time. And of course, you know, I love to go out and say hi to people between shows and after shows. So I went out, I met them. Very, very nice. And yeah, so that was kind of it. But then all of a sudden, they're standing in this room with me with a bunch of other people on this tour. And it was so great. It was to, it was such a nice surprise. And of course, then I got to talk about the podcast. I got to talk about That's always good. the Loyal Littles and kind of what it's about. People were asking me questions about the podcast. I'm like, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about this, but I'm just going with it because, <laughs> you know, we're kind of shifting around from, you know, one thing that I do and another thing I do. So, I mean, it is interesting for people to hear about the different things that each of us dancers do when we're not on stage. Right. So yeah, it was, yeah. And I, I even said, I said to George, this is a great segue into explaining that because we've got, you know, women who do all different types of things. And for me, I happen to do a podcast with my husband. So yeah, it was really, really exciting to see them again. And yeah, just such a nice surprise. Yeah. And so they were just visiting again and then they decided to take the tour. They didn't know you were going to be on the tour. No, that's the one in the million. I think they were wondering if maybe they would run into me, but not really expecting that to yeah, happen. This is the weird thing. Like you said, you hadn't done this in over in a month. In over a month. In over a yeah. month. And first just, day back, first tour that came through. That is so weird. That's right? crazy. It was so fun. Because I mean, I could see like when the shows, people get in touch with us. Oh, what performances are Ro- is Roxy going to be at? Stuff like that. Yeah. Sue never gotten in touch with us and said, hey, by any chance, you yeah. remember those people that came to see the show? Are right. you going to be doing tours that day? Even mm-hmm. just that day. Yeah. And then to have it. Yeah, yeah it was so, so weird. nice. All right. So mine's a little crazy. You know, now this happens more frequently than you think, but it's a, there's a little twist to this one. I was on the subway. I was, I was coming from Harlem a couple nights ago on the train, and I had to take the six train home. 
four, five, six. Okay. The green line. The green line, which is one of the trains that goes up to Yankee Stadium. So mm. unfortunately, I caught it. I'm coming home no. like around 10, 30, quarter, you know, right when the Yankee game's getting out. Anyway, so there's a lot of Tampa Ray jerseys. There's a lot of Yankee jerseys. Well, I fa- there was this couple sitting there, and I kind of just looked at them and under my breath and went, you know, I kind of got thumbs up, thumbs down. I'm like, did you win? And they were like, oh, yeah, we won. And I was like, yes. <laughs> and I'm like, and I whisper, I'm like, I'm a Red Sox fan. I said, so today and only today, I'm a big race fan. And they laughed and we just started talking. And so they're from Orlando and we're just passing the time like people used to on the train is mm-hmm. what I would like to say. Mm-hmm. Remember when people used to talk to each other and not just bury their face in their That's phones? That's so weird. I know, right? Who talks to each Stranger other? Stranger danger. <laughs> so anyway, we were just chatting and, you know, when I said, oh, well, my most important question while you're here, what Broadway show are you going to go see? And so then they, I forget what they, they already saw something. I forget which one it was. But then they were asking me what they should go see. So out of everything that was left, because they were like, we've seen Hamilton, we've seen Wicked, blah, blah, blah. I said, I suggested Sweeney Todd. Yeah. Because I really enjoyed the revival, which I normally don't enjoy right, revivals, right. which we talked about. Anyway. Okay. So we're done. I get off the train. They keep going. I don't even know where they were staying. It doesn't matter. It's not important. So the next day, I have another umpire gig totally somewhere else. Not even like in the, if it was the same ball field, I'd say, okay, this is not so weird. And you run into them. Not only did I run into them, I was in the same subway car again with them. Whoa. They were going to uh, the museum on the Upper West Side. Natural history, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And the ball fields, that's my stop to get out. So not only same car, subway train, not the four, five, six, this was the ACBD. Yeah. And so totally on the other side of Manhattan. Right. Now we're on the West Side. That was the East Side. And then we're in the same subway car again, and we get off at the same stop. Whoa. And I look at them, I go, you're the race fans, right? And they're like, yeah. Oh, my gosh. They're like, So I told them, I was in a hurry. I was running a little late. I said, all I'm going to say is they're here for the week, okay? Mm-hmm. I said, if this happens a third time, we have to exchange information. They're like, absolutely. Because I was like, <laughs> the universe is definitely telling us we need to yeah. stay in touch somehow. Because I wonder that was, if they're littles. I doubt it. I didn't. We. I did not get to announce that I do did a podcast. You, you didn't say La Cheeserita to them. No, I didn't do any of that. I didn't do Aww. anything like that because I, you know, I didn't know what it was. It was already weird enough. Missed opportunity. Well, because that kind of seemed stalkerish in a way because it was like that's a really that's a one in a million chance right there. I feel like that is yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I feel like it's happened before. But it's usually happened with people I know. Yeah. Because if you're going to auditions or stuff yeah. like that, you know, you it were, happens. Yeah, you're, you're going traveling to see shows. To the same place, kind yeah, of. Yeah, so. kind of thing. But this is like. They went from a baseball game to a museum of natural history. Yeah. If Different they were, sides. Like too. if they were going to the Yankee game again or something like that, mm-hmm. maybe even. This was just really weird. So anyway. <laughs> All right, Roxy, we have to get to our Meet the Littles guest. But real quick, let's do a tiny little suggestion. Okay. We have a couple. First of all, Dan Byrne is back at it again. Yeah. He's always back at it. Dan Byrne, make sure you go to danburn.com because he's got some concerts coming up. I think it's, yeah, next week. Uh, he will be in Milwaukee, Wisconsin on May 18th. Chicago, the 19th. And Davenport, Iowa, I believe, mm. on the 20th. So those are three shows next week. DanBurn.com. Make sure you go hit those. We were lucky enough to see one of his shows. Always a great time. Yeah. I mean, we've seen him perform live a couple times now. Yep. He does all the stuff. If he knows Littles are there, make sure you give him a good lachiserie even before the concert. Because if he knows you're there, he'll pick out some good ones to do for you. Yeah. He, he really plays to the crowd, which is great. Yep. If he knows there's like no Littles there he'll do most of his other stuff. Mm-hmm. But if he knows you're there, he'll do the classics. So yep. that's always nice. And then the other one is the U.S. Open. I saw this post on Facebook, Roxy. A oh, good yeah. dear friend of ours, Danny Gardner, he's going to be playing. Now, I don't know what this means, Littles. I don't either. But for those of you that are going to be watching the U.S. Open, which I'm assuming you are, now it did say NBC Golf Channel. I'm not quite sure what that means. I'm just assuming that's the Golf Channel? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe NBC has their own Golf Channel. I don't know. Anyway, his name's Danny Gardner. He's going to be playing Bing Crosby on, it just says, on the NBC Golf Channel coverage for the U.S. Open. Now, I have no idea what the heck that could be. No idea. But what that's going to mean. But keep an eye out for him. Super, super talented. Super talented dancer. Like, insane. Yeah, he did Cheek to Cheek with me Mm -hmm. this last year. So the littles that came to see him in Cheek to Cheek, you should recognize him. Yeah. And yeah, it just seems like... I've done White Christmas with him. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. We've done a lot of stuff with him. Lady Be Good at City Center. He's super talented. Mr. Toon, Tommy Toon. Yeah. Yeah, keep an eye out for that. And then, like I said, danburn.com. Make sure you do that. That's our tiny little suggestions. Lots to get into, Roxy. Let's get to it. We'll be right back with... Meet the Littles. Great Zucchini from Bethesda, Maryland. And you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. 
Sitting neath the blue sky Gold drink by my side Drinking and just thinking About the way you lied About the way you left me All the tears I cried All the lonely nights I spent Without you by my side But today beneath this blue sky On the patio We are being played in this episode By an artist called Mark Thacker And this song is called Blue Sky, The Only Blue I Know Now, if you like what you hear, the best place to find all his stuff is over on his YouTube channel. Just head on over there and search Mark Thacker. That's M-A-R-K-T-H-A-C-K-E-R music, Mark Thacker music. Or he also has a website, and that's markthacker.wix.com. And we'll make sure we put all that in the show notes so you can find it easily. And as always, we'll play the full song, Blue Sky, The Only Blue I Know, at the end of the podcast. Add it to my list of important things On my list you ain't Today beneath this blue sky A slight breeze moves the air Sitting with my drink In this Adirondack chair You're no longer here Baby, I don't really care All right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to Meet the littles! And Roxy. Yeah, Chuck? I'm going to try and nail this the first time. Okay. We'll see. Okay. Please welcome to the podcast, Jonathan Chopinski. Hey, Jonathan, how's it going? I'm doing well. How are you guys today? We're great, well, and I think I, Chuck oh, is very excited. I'm well, I'm going to say, did I get it right? <laughs> yes, you did. That okay. Yeah. Let's, we're going to talk right about this. Littles, can I spell your last name on the air? Is that okay? That's fine. S. Z C Z E P A N S K I. Now, Roxy and I off air were thinking, how do we do this? We were yeah. practicing, yeah. but we didn't even know what it was yet. Yeah, so I was close. I was Ro- the of course closest. Roxy was much closer than Chuck was. <laughs> but then when you said it before we came on the air, mm-hmm. I still was unsure. So can we get a little let's start there. Get a little background. Where are you from? Where are your your nationality? Stuff like that. Well, I'm from Baltimore, Maryland, born and raised. As well, uh, my parents were from Baltimore, born and raised on opposite sides of uh, Patterson Park in, in downtown Baltimore. And their community, their, their heritage is 100% Polish. Okay. Uh, okay, that's what I think. So I'm, a, I'm 100% Polish as well. Yeah. Gotcha. And having the strangely spelled last name has kind of been a very strong character builder for me yeah, <laughs> through my sure. life. Sure. It's an easy way to get into a conversation with people you don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just going to um, say, conversations are, yeah. When teachers would do the role at the beginning of the, the school year, you know, as they're getting closer to the S's, I'm I'm sitting there staring like, okay, they're going to try. Are they not going to try? Right. What are they going to do? Because some some want to try yeah. and some don't care at all. So, yeah, I would always give them a beat to see what they're going to do. And then when they just say, uh, Mr. Zzzzz, I just raised my hand. That's me. I'm here. Chuck has the same problem. I don't know if that makes you feel any better, especially with the middle name, but my last name too. They would even just start it and I'd be like, that's me. You know, and then they, they'd, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then we'd have a chat about it. But your so, last you know. name is seemingly easy. No, because I feel like. in Italian, the double C is usually ch. Oh, right. It's not k. Right. Yeah. All right. I feel like I'm on electric company here. <laughs> uh, anyway. All right, Jonathan. So take us. So you grew up in Baltimore. Is that what you said? That is correct. All yeah. right. And you, so your whole life you've been there? Uh, no, up until it was time to go away to college. Uh, I didn't go far, even though I was open to it. I, I went to the University of Maryland, so I mm-hmm. moved down 95 mm-hmm. and met my wife there. And after graduating in the mid-90s, I uh, tried to figure out where we wanted to live. You know, A lot of our friends were still in the College Park area, mm-hmm. uh, but my family's all in Baltimore and hers was inside the D.C. Beltway. So we moved slightly north to uh, Beltsville, Maryland, which is Right where 95 hits the, the Capitol Beltway. Okay. Yeah, so, and we've been here for 20 some years now. So, wow. but I still consider myself a Baltimorean. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've, I've never heard I that hated, one. No, me neither. Yeah. Growing up, I hated DC, I hated everything about it, and nothing to do with the politics. It was always like the bigger, more popular, older brother that was right down the street, and you always got passed over. You know, so they always got the attention. And the only time we would get it was, you know, either because of sports or because something bad happened. Yeah. So, right. But I've kind of let bygones be bygones, and uh, I've gotten better relationship with the city. Okay. So okay. <laughs> Growth. 
There now, let's get into this because, I mean, we have obviously lots in common a little bit. We'll see in a second because you sent me over your website to look at and it's, uh-huh. it's fantastic. There's some really cool Thank stuff. You. So let's talk about your major. And I know uh-huh. that's not what you, I don't think you do for work full time or anything, but we're going to see. So talk about hey. your major and what you did in college there. So, so when I was going into college, I was thinking of architecture. Mm-hmm. And at the University of Maryland, you're not accepted until, I think, after your sophomore year. But you can take some of the beginning classes. Sure. And during that first semester, they sort of have a, what is an architect's life like? And when they go through this presentation and the guy says, you know, a lot of your time is spent designing HVAC systems. I was like, this is not the life for me. <laughs> so uh, they recommended if you don't want to do architecture, you could study art. So that's what I did. I got a major in uh, art studio, so fine arts, you know, drawing, sculpture, all that kind of stuff. Okay. But once I was in art and I could do whatever I wanted, I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. It was like, I, and I realized I needed a problem to solve. And that came in design. So I focused on design. That was sort of like my minor. But I did a lot of drawing and a lot of sculpture. While I was still in school was when the web kind of came onto the scene. Right. And at that time, I was the graphics editor for our school newspaper. But I was looking for a part-time job, so I sent out my resume, and one company saw the maps that I drew uh, for the school newspaper and liked them and hired me because that was that was right about the time MapQuest, for all the uh, old people, mm-hmm. uh, was sort of coming on the scene. Uh-huh. Uh, so you, you would still have physically drawn maps on your websites. Well, and, I was going to yeah. say, if you don't mind, can I interrupt for a second? Sure. Because I'm genuinely curious because, like you said, this is pre-internet, essentially. What did exactly the graphics editor entail for a paper back then? So the school newspaper, the, the way it went as the I'd attend the editor's meeting every day and maybe three out of the, the nights they'd say, OK, we need a graphic to go along with this story, read the story, pull out something interesting and we'll put it on the front. So ah, okay. it, it could be like, you know, there was a there was an accident on Route 1, you know, so I draw a map to show where it was or or there could be new statistics that come out or where the university ranked on X, Y or Z and, you know, that kind of stuff. Wow. But yeah. And, you know, it's funny because you don't think about it because you couldn't even like pull out your phone and take a picture of a map and use that yeah. photo. Right. You yeah. know, and circle yeah. it on the map or something, you know, even yeah. something simple like that. You yeah. just couldn't do. Yeah. So, yeah. wow. I remember that I was reading an article on popular science and they had this little one paragraph uh, story or snippet about a new web browser, Netscape Navigator, <laughs> how it's going to open up everything. Yeah. <laughs> so I pulled it up and started playing around with it. And, you know, I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. So yeah. that led into going into web design while I was still in school. Um, and then when I graduated, that job became a full-time job. And then I got hired by a consulting company to be a designer for them, for their clients. And I did that for like 10 or 12 years. Mm-hmm. And at the time, got married to my uh, college sweetheart. And we, we had two kids. And after my son was born, I was commuting from Beltsville, Maryland, which is two o'clock on the Capitol Beltway, uh-huh. over to Tyson's Corner which was like 10 o'clock on the Capitol Beltway. And that would take about an hour each way. And I shifted my hours so I could try and beat some of the traffic. And once my son was born, I was like, I can't do this. I can't keep doing this. I need to see my kids. I need to see my family. Right. So I talked to my wife. And at the time, I was building a workshop in my backyard for furniture, for woodworking. And I said, so what would you think if I pursued furniture? Because... It was a hobby of mine. I always found it interesting. I used to watch PBS every Saturday with my dad. We'd watch the woodworking shows. And mm. so that sort of piqued my interest early. And then when I was at Maryland, one of the design classes was designing three-dimensional objects. And as part of that, you'd have to build scale models. And the last piece was a piece of furniture. I was like, well, if I'm going to design it, I need a table. I'm just going to make a dining room table like full size. And I was doing that. And I was like, wow this is awesome. I love this. This is great. I want to do this. But I was already had a career in web design. I was like, well, I'll just keep furniture as a hobby. And then, like I said, once I was thinking of quitting consulting, that itch became too much. I was like, I wanted to scratch that itch. So, you know, I talked to my wife. I was like, what would you think of me pursuing furniture as a career? And she's like, okay. You know, (laughs) she didn't put up a fight about it at all. So I kind of, uh, I went freelance web design while I built up my furniture career And then after about five or six years, the two were competing with each other and I effectively had to choose. 
I could choose the hobby and the love of the furniture with the low pay and all, and no benefits, yeah. or I could choose the the high paying, flexible hours, interesting but kind of getting burned down on it because you know a lot of the work was increasing click rates by five percent. Yeah, that makes you feel good at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Versus, <laughs> you know, making an heirloom thing that families can pass down from generation to generation. Yes, right. So I, I stopped the freelance web design and went full bore onto the furniture, and I've been doing that since. So for about 10 years, 12 wow. years. Nice. Oh, the life yeah. of an artist, right? I know. <laughs> That's okay. right. Well, I want to get into a little bit more because Littles, this isn't just furniture. So he gave us his website, and so I did a little poking around. What, mm-hmm. what, what, what do we call that? Lurking. Lurking. That's what we call it on this <laughs> podcast. And I just want to get into a, a little bit of it so you have an idea because this isn't just like regular furniture. And so when I say, oh, the life of an artist, one of the first things that I saw, which I thought was, and I even said, Roxy, you have to come look at this, Yeah. was I, I'm assuming it's a desk because it has drawers and everything, but the top was the guts of a pinball machine. Now, wh- yeah. where did you come up with that? I mean, that's so brilliant, I think, well, personally. Everything I do, a client asks me to make. Oh, okay. I don't just make things and then sell them. Mm. So gotcha. this was a, a former coworker of mine in consulting. He collect pinball machines. And he said, hey, could you make a desk out of a pinball machine for my office at home? I said, I, I don't see why I couldn't. Mm. Uh, so he sent me some ideas, and they were okay, the small amounts we could find online. But I was like, look, you're paying me to make something custom for you. Let's make sure it fits your needs and what you want. And you know, let's make it special for you. I said, but the thing is, I don't know the first thing about pinball machines. So I'm going to trust you to find one that you're okay with (laughs) getting destroyed, so to speak, or at least changed into a non-pinball machine. Right. So yeah, so he found the machine. He bought the machine. I picked it up. I tore out all the guts and transformed it into this desk. You know, went through different designs with him. and. One of the first questions, I was like, wait, do you want this still to work <laughs> right. as a pinball machine? He's yeah. like, no, 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 no. But what I did do was after pulling out all the, the guts from inside, it was still, I put in some new lights so it, it could at least turn on. Oh, like, you, oh, it would, yeah. you know, the little bumpers or blinkers or whatever, they yeah. they would still light up. You couldn't do anything. But, right, right. But yeah, so that's one of my most favorite projects. That's sure. um, so cool. Because I like the idea of making it so special for my clients, yeah. as well as making something different. I don't want to just regurgitate what you see in stores or anything. And no knock against what you see in retail or anything. Right. That's not oh, what right. I mean. Because uh, some clients will say, hey, can you make this for me? And they'll show me something from whatever, I don't know, Crate and Barrel. Mm-hmm. So, well, I could do that, but I want to change it a little bit yeah. because right. I don't want to just redo what they're doing. So I haven't had a problem with that yet. So So what's another piece that's like your favorite? What do you like to build the most? I like these projects where I'm taking one thing and transforming it into something else. But I also really like the, uh, the projects where a client says, Hey, I'm taking down a tree. What can I do? Mm. So in under the table section, there's a, uh, walnut coffee table with marquetry. This was a, a fun, fun project where the client was, yeah, we have to take down this walnut tree from my front yard. I want to make something out of it. And so I talked through different options, like how much lumber we're going to have and what do you like and da, 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 da. And so we, we came down to a coffee table and showed me some ideas of coffee tables that he likes. So I came up with the design and I said, okay, well, I'm making a coffee table. Let's make sure we're not missing an opportunity here. Is there anything you'd want to put in the top? So he was into photography and he showed me uh, nature photography and he found a picture that he took of two woodpeckers chasing each other around the exact walnut tree that was being taken down. So what I did was I recreated that picture out of wood in the top of the coffee table That's for funny. him. And uh, yeah, that something I really like about this project was that one, it has the customer client connection with, you know, it was a special tree that had to come down, but not being wasted. I like the design, you know, it fits into sort of even my own aesthetic, but then it's even extra special, the artistic side of creating this these uh, woodpecker market trees out of all these different woods to uh, sort of recreate that scene and make it even more special for them. So, All right. So what I need to know is where were you 30, 35 years ago? <laughs> no, because I would never think of something like this, but this is exactly what happened to me growing up, my family. We had this huge tree in our front yard and people would come up because it was a huge, huge tree where people could come and sit under the shade and yeah. stuff like that. 
and eventually it had to come down. Mm-hmm. And it was so yeah. such a sad moment because it was such a small town yeah. that everyone knew this tree. And it was just it was weird when people <laughs> drove by now because this huge tree was just gone because yeah. we had to take it down. Because they were saying it was not right next to the house, but if it fell, it was yeah. big enough where it would have fell on the house. Uh-huh. So the town was like, look, we really need to get rid of it. Right. So that would have been amazing. And, you know, I would never think it. about, you know, this is where I grew up, the family, you know, it's the tie. And now we don't live there anymore, obviously. Mm-hmm. And the house has been sold, but we could still have that memory memory yeah. and heirloom from the, yeah. Wow. That's such a great idea. It's really fun. Yeah. And I, I've even done some projects where someone had a dining room table from their family that their parents died. They don't want the table, but they want a memory for it. So I made a bunch of boxes for mm-hmm. them and their siblings from the table. Yeah. Oh, so cool. it you know, had the yep. same aesthetic and everything. Something yeah. to remember it, but we don't need another table. Yeah, and everyone gets a piece of it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Even more now, importantly. If you go under decor and look at custom cutting boards, I just put this up just for you guys to take a look at. There might be a special cutting board on there oh. that might tie into uh, the Kornheiser world. Ooh. Okay. All right. We'll definitely check that well, out. Well, we're going to check that out right now because we yes. need to take a quick break. But we'll, uh, we'll get more into this in a second. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. This is the Loyal Littles Podcast with Chuck and Roxy. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast and Roxy. Yeah. I love it when these take these surprise turns. I know. You know, because I knew what his major is. He filled out the form, you know, a little bit. But he, of course, added the website, which will, you know, obviously plug at the end and stuff. But, Littles, you're going to want to take a look at this. Now, should we tease it like that so they have to go to the website? Yes. (laughs) But there are... You can say however you... Ever you want to talk about. <laughs> Let's tease it. Because we're just going to say there are a few TK-related items yes. on his website. Yeah. Like you said, it's under decor and then under custom cutting boards, yes. which I love. Uh-huh. Now, these have been designed for a long time, you said, right? Yeah. I made this for the chatter days. So on a couple of my birthdays, uh, I would take the day off and go down to the chatter breakfast mm-hmm. broadcast. I don't want to say they would encourage, but a lot of people would come down, bring offerings, and then oh, sure. Mr. Tony would give them out to whoever was yeah, there. The, the first time, yeah, right. yeah, the first <laughs> time I brought some uh, burger cookies, which is a Baltimore thing. And then the second time I, I made a cutting board that said La Cheeserie mm. on it. And, it, you know, assuming it was going to be given out to somebody. But yeah. uh, Uncle I, Tony, I think, personally. liked it too much and said, no, this this one is going to, to somebody special. Oh, so good, good. I don't, I don't know where it went, but... Uh, Maybe he gave it to yeah. Michael Sands. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? That's Who another knows? one you should drop one off if you've yeah. not been there, you know? <laughs> Go right to the source. I remember going there once. I was like, oh, okay. This is interesting. And the people <laughs> behind the counter are giving me the, the, the look and like, oh, okay. He's, well, just, he's just looking. Yeah, right. Well, interesting. <laughs> I mean, talk about interesting. We walk in for the first time ever and Michael Sands is there. Yeah. And uh-huh. lucky Bobby Godfrey was with us. So he introduced mm-hmm. us, Bobby Godfrey, to episode 12. Yes. And Roxy, even at the end when we leave, she's like, okay, you're going to have to explain all that to me because I don't even know who you're talking to. I'm fanboying and she's like, who is this guy? I was faking (laughs) my knowledge so much and then we walked out. I'm like, okay, please explain. What is this? Who is this? I mean, I knew the cheesery. I knew the cheese counter, but I'm like, what what were we talking to this guy about? I was like, this was special. This this visit was And the two of them, Bobby and Chuck, were both just like like beside themselves. And I'm just like, okay. I had the same conversation with my wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, all right. Well, we'll come back to that for sure. But some things we didn't get into the first part. How did you become a little? How did this happen? I don't, honestly, Jonathan, I don't remember how I found you. I was probably on Twitter or something, right? So yeah, it was. It was uh, after I listened to your episode with Andy Poland. Mm-hmm. Ah. I tweeted something about you know meeting him and Tony uh, down at the uh, ESPN Zone, ESPN Sports Zone. Yeah. Um, again, it was my birthday. Mm-hmm. My wife's like, Hey, let's, uh, let's take the day off. We'll go out to lunch, hang out downtown. And I was like, could we go to the taping of the Tony Kornheiser show? She's like, I guess it's your birthday. You can do what you want. <laughs> so I brought my copy of, uh, I'm back for more cash. And they, they said, you know, you could come down and then just stand outside the window and just hold up the book and we'll wave you in. And I was nervous doing it. Cause I was like, this is live radio. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, so, but you know, I did that. Andy waved me in. 
Mr. Tony asked, you know, what was my name and oh, happy birthday, that kind of stuff. And he's signing it to me. And I'm just like trying not to say anything because I don't want to like right. give them any fodder. But my wife is like, hey, how you doing? How's it going? Blah, blah, blah. Ah. You know, she's talking up and Mr. Tony was great. He offered us here, have some bagels. You know, like nice. well, I just ate, but thank you. Uh, so, so my fandom started in the mid 90s. I just graduated college, but I was still coaching uh, a gymnastics and acrobatics group that was there. So I was commuting back and forth from my job. And during that commute, Mr. Tony's show was on, you know, WTEM. So I was like, oh, this is fun. You know, I'm listening to it, listening to it. And then I think during that time, there was the, the time change. So it started happening instead of in the afternoon, in the morning. So it was still early in streaming. So I was smart enough and understood how it all worked that I could listen at work while it was being broadcast live. So I'd listen every day. And occasionally, this was the time when they would have a question like, how many chickens are in the world? And, <laughs> you know, because it was pre-smartphone and stuff, no one could actually look it up. Right. Yeah. But I was yeah. always sitting at my computer. So I would quickly, you know, look things up and email them like during the show, during the show and occasionally right. hear the responses read. And I was like, oh, good. You know, a little, little punch on my own shoulder. Good job, guy. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, uh, and I helped. <laughs> that's right. So it was in the mid '90s where I started, and uh, and I've been listening through every iteration since. And I've gone, as you hear, gone down to the ESPN Sports Zone, and I've been to Chatter, and uh, I've things I haven't done. I've, I've never been to a a Loyal Littles event. Okay. Um, wow. But uh, we've <laughs> but got plenty else, coming we're up gonna for have you. To fix that. We've got uh, <laughs> one uh, almost I've, every month coming up at the I end know, of the summer. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, real quick, before we have to get into some fun, dumb questions, we never talked about your fandom. Are you a sports fan at all? What are your teams? Stuff like that. I enjoy sports. Just yes. in yep. general, I enjoy sports. Yep. But my fandom is pretty much everything Baltimore. Okay. Um, I grew up about a mile and a half, two miles from the old Memorial Stadium. So mm-hmm. we used to be able to walk. Cool. It was a long walk, but, you know, walk yeah. to the stadium. But uh, we, we would get out to the games maybe once or twice a year. But let, let's say hierarchically, my number one team is Maryland men's basketball. Ah. I never played basketball growing up. I never had interest. I don't like the NBA in general. Mm-hmm. But when I went to the University of Maryland towards the end of my year, a friend of mine had some tickets to go to a game. And I was like, yeah, OK, sure, I'll go. And it was Maryland. I think they were playing Georgetown. I was like, wow, this is fun. Just being here, being in the atmosphere yeah. is fun. Yeah. And then I was looking through the the program, you know, looking at the team, and there was a, a new redshirt freshman, and his name was Juan Dixon. And I was like, wait, this guy went to my high school. Huh, I'm going to have to keep an eye on him. And I, I doubt you guys know. Oh, I mean, the well, name sounds familiar, but yeah, I don't think so. So when Maryland won their national championship, he was their best player. Oh, okay. And right. he became the top scoring Terp of all time. Gotcha. Um, so I was like, wow, this guy went to my high school, goes to my college. Like, I'm following his career. He went into the NBA. It was short-lived, but, you know, it existed. So I support all things University of Maryland. I support all things Baltimore-related. Um, my number two team is the Ravens. And then the Orioles. I'm glad they're having a good season finally. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's where it's my least favorite team of all time is the Washington football team. Yeah. <laughs> I revel in their misery. Uh-huh. My, yes. my wife is a fan though. So I have to sort of curtail it a little bit, Right. but uh, I, it makes me so happy yeah. that, <laughs> that they've had the problems. Now, I, until the, a couple of years ago, I started to feel a little guilty. I was like, Oh, come on. Like, Take it easy on him a little bit. Yeah. You know, I was starting to feel a little guilty about it, but, yeah. but yeah, I've never been a fan of them. I, I, I support the Nationals. I'm like, give them a nice little golf clap. Yeah. The Wizards, I'm fine with. Mm-hmm. The Caps, I like going to their games. But yeah, but all things Baltimore, Baltimore. and yeah. I can't wish worse things to happen to the to the Washington football team. Yes. <laughs> and what did you call the Baltimore people again? What did you say? Baltimoreans. 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 Yeah. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I love the little quirky nicknames that people give to areas. I love accents. I love, I, I love regionalization. It, right. Yeah. It, right. It helps 
to show where people are and how they came to be who they are, you yeah. know, yeah. whether they overcome it or it becomes part of them and they adapt. You know, I, I, I like that. Yeah. Right. Baltimoreans is definitely now up there with mass holes. Yeah. Like, my, <laughs> exactly. like I love saying that. My favorite part is that you're one of them. Yeah. You know, and, and, and you're, yeah. you're okay with, you know, it's you're just okay you're, you're embracing it. it. Yes. You know? Like yeah. we, we know the love term it. mass holes. Now, yes. I'm not an official one because I'm no. from New York, but diehard Red Sox fan. But yeah. Yeah, that's great. Well, I, so I like funny. how we can find unity in our disdain for, yeah, right. for Yankees. <laughs> yeah. Right, so. right. Well, listen, Jonathan, we can't thank you enough for coming on to Meet the Littles and telling your story. Now, I know you've listened to a few of our episodes, so you know what's coming next. And uh-huh, let's uh-huh. just get to it, Roxy. <laughs> what are three things you remember about kindergarten? Uh, I remember a fire drill uh-huh. where uh, one girl just started crying, crying, crying because she thought it was an actual fire. Oh. I re- but she was fine. <laughs> I remember nap time. Yeah, that was fantastic. Did and you have I'm the trying mats? to re reintegrate that into my life? Yeah. Now. yeah. Uh, let's see. And snack time was good. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Did Great. you have the mats for nap time, or did you? Just put yes, we did. Yeah. Even though we we had carpet, we carpet had squares. Carpet, yeah, that's what I meant. But we still had mats. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's now, good. Nice and No, we had the carpet squares. You're right. Mm-hmm. I forgot about those. That's so funny. I didn't do a full day kindergarten. I was a morning kindergartner. My brother was an afternoon kindergartner, so we didn't get to have nap time. Oh, uh, okay. Because we just did half a day. Gotcha. But nap time was always something. I was like, oh, I wish I could be here all day so I could have nap time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's play off of that, actually. Here's one we haven't done in a long time. What's your favorite childhood book? Now, that's the question, but I'm also going to loop it with, or maybe, what's the first book you ever read? Do you remember that? Because I remember I, mine. I don't know my first book, but I remember some of my favorites. Okay. Now, this is going to speak a little bit to my personality, I guess, that as a kid, I never read storybooks or fiction. I always read nonfiction. And my favorite book to read was the World Encyclopedia, where where I would constantly reread the birds section and the dogs section, like every day. I would flip through it, memorize the different breeds, memorize their names, and I would just keep doing it. Wow. So- for the longest time, when I was a kid, up until about my senior year of high school, I was going to be a zoologist. Oh, wow. I was locked and loaded for that. That was where all my knowledge was. Like biology was my best class in, yep. in high school. So, the, or the book that I, I liked reading the most was the encyclopedia. But as a fiction book, the one that sticks out in my brain the most was Watership Down. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know that book. It's no. a. I think I read that in like sixth grade. It was a, a book about rabbits, okay. but. The characters were all rabbits, but it was like an adventure book Okay. where they're, they're leaving one warren because bad things were starting to happen and they go to another. And, and I remember actually being scared by it And uh, when I was a kid because there was an animated version of it. There's a new animated version, like series, I think maybe on HBO or something. I've reread it a couple of times and it still holds up. So I recommend it. Watership Down. Great. All right. Great. All right, Roxy, what's the next one? Okay. What is your favorite holiday? Holiday. Okay. It is between Halloween and New Year's Eve. And the reason I like Halloween so much is because it's the, or at least it used to be, it's changed some, but Halloween was the one day of the year where the kids ruled the neighborhood. They could essentially go wherever they wanted, do whatever they wanted within reason. Yes. Um, (laughs) And so I really enjoyed that as a kid growing up, going around the neighborhood trick-or-treating and I like that with my kids, but you know, that's changed over the years more and more places. Well, well, you know, it's really hard because Halloween is on a Thursday. What if we did it on Saturday? I'm like, no, just it's one day. Let them do it. You know? And then New Year's Eve, I always enjoyed because it's, the one holiday that is sort of celebrated the world over, no matter the culture, mm-hmm. yeah. no matter the country. Yep. And it, it starts the day and you can see how it was celebrated in Australia. And then you can see how yeah. it was celebrated in Japan. Yeah, and, you and know, it just trickles down. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a very unifying holiday. I like that. Excellent. Great answer. All right. If you could squirt any condiment from your finger, what would it be? I'm going to say Golden's Spicy Brown Mustard. Well, that was very specific. <laughs> wow. Just like because it. it's, it's my favorite. Yeah. It's my favorite condiment. I don't put it on everything, but when in doubt, put that on it. And yeah. it's spicy, so it could, oh, it could Roxy. do damage. If someone's an attacker, she likes it, you she can likes get it them. as a defense mechanism. I do. So <laughs> that's why she likes the well, hot sauce. She doesn't use hot sauce good, on anything. No, I don't. It's a good lubricant, too, so you squirt yeah. it on the ground, it gets slipping. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> okay. If you could be an Olympic athlete, in what sport would you compete? Olympic athlete. 
my brain goes so many different ways. I know, me too. And I'm thinking either maybe decathlon, okay, uh, because it's so varied. There are those athletes who are so hyper specific to their sport yep. that they're not very good at the other things where a decathlete can sort of do almost anything mm-hmm. or maybe gymnastics. Cause I used to do gymnastics and there would be nothing nice. like winning a gold medal, doing an iron cross, oh, uh, nice. <laughs> you know, nice. that probably my, my sports dream back then. Cool. Yeah. All right. What's the one movie you love so much that you know, you will be best friends with another person just by them loving it as well. Clue. I know, and and I was thinking this when I was listening to some of the older episodes, and I forget who said it the other day, and I was like, yes, I believe it was Robin. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yes, Clue, and it's weird because Clue is a movie that growing up nobody ever watched. Yeah, and the reason I watched it, it was one of the few movies we had on VHS. So when I was sick. I would just watch it yep. nonstop so I could start quoting it. And then later on, I found out it was kind of a cult classic. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Great. All right, Roxy, let's end with some rapid fire. All right. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Star Wars or Star Trek? Uh, that's a tie. <laughs> oh, he's will botting it. Okay. <laughs> well, it's, I love the Star Wars movies better than Star Trek, but I watched all the Star Trek TV shows. Yeah. Okay. So. That's fair. Because it's a totally different. Yeah. Very different. Yeah. yeah. Totally different graphic. Okay. Yep. Smooth or crunchy peanut butter? Smooth. If I want it crunchy, I'll put Rice Krispies on it. Oh, <laughs> he's thrown down. Okay. I like that. All right, we haven't done this one a while. Garfield or Heathcliff? Garfield. I was never a Heathcliff fan. Mm-hmm. But um, did you like the theme song? I don't remember the theme oh, song. I'm I know there was a TV right show, but I don't remember it. Pumping that in right now. <laughs> Heathcliff, Heathcliff, no one should terrify their neighborhood. Yeah, I love that theme song. It's one of my, I mean, I don't remember Garfield's, but, you know, the cartoon. But as far as, like, you know, even the comics. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Single sync or double sync? I'm going to go double sync because growing up, <laughs> growing up, we didn't have a dishwasher. So yeah. I would hand wash all of them and we would have this stupid little metal tub in the sink to keep the, the soap water separate. Yeah. And there was never enough room. So now we have a double sink. I wish it was a bigger double sink. Mm-hmm. but So I could have, you know, the soapy water on one side yeah. and the rinse on the other. And never the two shall meet. <laughs> and it's great. <laughs> Just let it go, Roxy. Let it go. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. And finally, Uranus jokes. Not funny or never not funny? Always funny. Always funny. All yes. right. Well, Jonathan, we can't thank you enough for coming on to Meet the Littles again. Take a second. It plug everything. How can people get in touch with you if you want to be gotten in touch with? All right. My website is my furniture business. It's White and Red Works, just how it's spelled. Four words, whiteandredworks.com. I'm on Facebook and Twitter. Twitter, it's at J.P. Schapinski. S is in Sam. Z is in Zebra. Z is in Charles. Z is in Zebra. E-P-A-N-S-K-I. Excellent. Yes. <laughs> Well, you definitely have to check out the website because we tease the one item, the one cutting board that you're going to want to check out. And yeah, and we'll make sure we put all that in the show notes so they'll know exactly how to spell it. Or you can just click on it and go right to his (laughs) website and uh, give him a follow on Twitter and all that stuff. All right. Well, Jonathan, thanks again for coming on to Meet the Littles. We really appreciate it. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out here on this. Over or under? Over. Unless if you have a cat. Ah. There you go. Adaptable. <laughs> Is that kind of will botting the question? That's no, pretty adaptable. Really. Hey, I'm a say. flexible kind of guy. Yeah, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> all right. Well, Jonathan, thanks again. This has been a ton of fun. Thank you so much for having me. All right, all you loyal listeners. We'll be right back. We are Norwegian Soft Kitten, and you're listening to Chuck and Roxy on the Loyal Littles Podcast. Because you're cool. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. And thank you, Jonathan Chopinski, mm-hmm. for coming on to Meet the Littles. Roxy, we have a lot of really cool names coming up. Spoiler Me alert. Too. I guess I should have said that first. Spoiler alert. We have some interesting names that Chuck's had a very interesting time trying to pronounce. Uh-huh. And then some ended up being easier than others. Yeah. Even though they're spelled a certain way. They're we don't usually w- easier than uh, you think. 
I don't know. I mean, <laughs> Jonathan, the spelling, we just spelled I it know, up I know, Chopinski did trip me up, yeah, too. Yeah, right, yeah. Now, he also talked about his it's world book encyclopedias. That yeah. He, you know, we were asking about, like, the books he likes to read and yeah. stuff like that. I didn't want to take up his interview time, but I did want to, real quick, I used to do the same thing, but mine was really much more morbid. Every year we would get the World Book Encyclopedia. Do you know what the you know what those yeah. are? Yeah. Right? Okay. But you didn't. You never had them in book form, right? Uh no, I think we did, but oh, I really? I didn't. Yeah, right. I didn't really. By the time, touch yeah, you would books. go online, right? right, right. <laughs> <coughs> well, no, I remember my first computer I got. That was one of the bonus gifts. Was you got a CD-ROM oh. with the World Book Encyclopedia, so you just loaded yeah, up onto yeah, your yeah. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, mine was morbid because I would always go right to the deaths. And I always would go and reminisce about everyone that died the year before. Okay. And I remember even before that, I would go back and back and back in just the past years. Yeah, sure. I was just infatuated with it. But I've always been into that stuff. Like, I love going to visit grave sites. Mm -hmm. And we're very fortunate here because we have Woodlawn in the Bronx up in, you know, upper Manhattan. Yep. And so many famous people who are buried there. And the one time I went up just to, I wanted to go up to see George M. Cohan's gravesite. Yeah. But found out that Duke Ellington, Irving Berlin, mm-hmm. Miles Davis, all these other. They're all in the same area. Yeah. Well, they're, they're not. They're in the same. They're in the same cemetery. cemetery. It's a huge cemetery. Yeah. So, but it was fun just going around and realizing I didn't realize all these other people were there. And there's many more than that. Those are just the ones off the top of my head. Fun uh, and gravesite. <laughs> are two well, that I would not think would ever be in the same sentence. That's a good point. That's a good point. I don't know. It's just something I've always liked. And like I said, when the World Book came, yeah. I would go right there. It's almost like reliving, you know, how the Oscars and the Tony Awards they do the, the in memoriam. Yeah, it's that kind of thing. So and I would just yeah, go Yeah, it's in, like a tribute. Yeah. But in the World Book Encyclopedia, you then get to read about these people. Yeah, sure. You know, and find out. You sure. Know, they're basically, they're not their obituaries, but basically the same kind of thing. Yeah. So uh, and then we also talked about, do you know what the first book you ever read was? Ah, uh, that's a very good cover question. to cover by yourself. No help. It was probably a Berenstein Bear book. Yeah. 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 Mine was Dr. Seuss. So okay. Mine was Green Eggs and Ham. I remember. Oh, it might have been One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish. Yeah. Or but it might have been a Berenstein Bear I book. I just remember how proud I was. I'll never forget that moment when I was sitting in that, my, I think it was, I don't want to embarrass myself. I'd love to say it was, you know, three years before kindergarten. And, <laughs> but no, I remember. And before I get the emails, no, I was, it was not fifth grade. So, thank you. Aww. Uh, anyway. Poor all right. Chuck. Ch- uh, all right, Roxy, we got to get to the email. First, we heard from Brad Phillips, episode 184. He says, I really hated the end of the Goldbergs. It was so disappointing <laughs> considering the quality of most of the show. Yeah. Allegedly, they didn't consult with the real Adam F. Goldberg on how he wanted to see it end. Bring on Muppet Mayhem, it says. Now, Wow, I did not know that. No. That, that would make sense, though. Yeah. I got to be honest. It would make sense because, yeah, I wasn't a big fan either. All right, Roxy, what do we have next? All right, then we heard from Jenny Robbins, episode 57. I typically listen to the pod while driving to work. Often, I forget why I was going to remark on something when I'm able to respond, but sometimes things stick. Did I hear that penguins average three and a half feet tall? Did I miss the keyword emperor? Jenny Robbins. I guess, yeah, emperor penguins, are they... I have no idea. Hmm. I was shocked when I heard, what was that, need to know fact, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, three and a half and, feet tall. And then we got the uh, let's bust Chuck's balls Okay, email. segment. Is it a segment yet? No, it's not a segment yet because it's really short. But Steve Osbol, episode two, wrote and he goes, um, the word is common. Ministers are the most common profession among the littles interviewed. <laughs> what did you say? I don't know. I was stumbling. That's yeah. all I remember. I was stumbling. And thank you for the bust my balls email of the week. Okay. Or episode, I should say. All right. All right. What's next, Roxy? All right. We heard from Todd Takei, episode 115. Here's a response to an episode you haven't posted about yet. One, I am in Corbin four times a week, drive past the OG KFC regularly. Sadly, there's no good local chicken, but the root beer stand is great. B, uh, making you pay for your dessert is... Oh, are we stumbling, Roxy? Is that what's (laughs) happening here? I'm sorry. Am I supposed to take that pause out now? Gosh, gosh. Goosh? The goosh? <laughs> <laughs> Go- Wait, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just continue. Todd Takei, 115. <laughs> what is that? Uh, let's move on to Larry Marshall, Zanesville, <laughs> Ohio, episode 229. Thanks for bringing Tom Hart on the podcast. As a rabid Kentucky sports fan, I camp out on the SEC network during football and basketball season. 
Tom is on there often, and he does exactly what he says. He mentions local restaurants and other interesting tidbits that make the broadcast fun for fans. He usually does so in a humorous way. I didn't realize he was the most recent Lachiserie guy, but now it makes perfect sense. Fun to know he's also a little, but I suspect he'll soon cross over to being a big. Well, I tried. Yeah. TK didn't like my programming note, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) I really wasn't trying to do that, I swear, but, you know, it just happened. Yeah. All right, we're going to split this one. Okay. It's who you think it is. Okay. Episode 178. Bring it on. Dear Choxy, on the surface, to pay for any food item you didn't order is absurd and very used car salesman-like. Oh. Now, wait a minute. Let's, let's not, I mean, I, I understand what he's saying, but we might have some car salesmen out there that <laughs> listen to the podcast. <laughs> you definitely shouldn't have paid for it, and you should have told the waiter how thankful you were for the gesture, but you aren't paying for something you didn't order and apparently didn't like. And if the waiter resisted, simply say, you can have a tip. Or I pay for the dessert. The choice is yours. Wow. All right. That's hardcore. Okay. On the other hand, what the hell are you complaining about? I thought you were on our side on this. (laughs) You spent the day with friends playing softball, bowling, eating at your favorite restaurant, knowing your wife has gone all out on the desserts and going above and beyond for making the day extra special. Pay the 30 bucks for bad dessert and shady service and get on with your life. (laughs) This isn't brain surgery. Yeah, we did that. Yeah, okay. Well, you know. We complained and then we did that. Well, we didn't complain. We complained to you. We didn't complain to the waiter. True. All right, I'm done with him. You finish. Okay. He says, however, apropos of Chuck's birthday dessert shakedown from his favorite, I had an interesting interaction at a Dunkin' Donuts. I have gone to the same Dunkin' for 15 plus years, generally getting the exact same order nearly every single day. I pay in cash because I'm Italian and Italians like carrying cash. Lately, a new person has been working the register. This individual moans and groans when I pay with a 20. I get it they don't want to part with singles and fives, so if I have some, I will pay with them. I would say every other day I pay with a 20. This goes on for about three months. Pull out a 20 and I get mild attitude, even though I tip a buck each day. Last week, I had a really bad night's sleep. I was extra grumpy. So I go to get my coffee and observe as the two people in front of me pay with a 20. The counter person complains each time. I get up there and I get the same attitude, maybe more so, and I lost it. I said, you know people are paying with 20s, so you need to come prepared. Bring singles, bring fives, come prepared each day. Suffice to say, this person hates me now and barely takes my money. My wife told me I need to find a different Dunkin' Donuts. Personally, I am thinking about paying with pennies or a $50 bill going forward. Episode 178, (laughs) A-B-T-A-H-S. We will not do better next time. (laughs) I like the uh, pennies idea. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. I like that. Okay, then Roxy, our, our last email this episode, we heard from a new listener. Not new listener, new emailer. Okay. Yeah, th- we might have issues here. Uh-oh. Uh, no, no, not bad, but it's from Robbie Hayes, episode TBD. Okay. It says, Dear Chuck and Roxy, I don't know why I have hesitated to write this, but here I am now. I've been a little since the sports reporter's days. Then, on October 22nd, 2001, I got a message on my answering machine that was nonsensical English, but I knew the voice. It was my dear friend from college who had become a covert for the CIA. He would usually contact me using postcards he would send to our group of friends to communicate with all of us, and we would send an email to the person that the message, quote, was intended for, end quote. But that was sometimes shaky figuring out who it was for. Turns out this answering machine message was a coded message that said something like, have you heard about pardon the interruption? So I logged into AOL and saw it was Tony and Wilbon. So I set my VCR to record it and have not looked back. There is a lot of the CIA story that I can share that is incredible, but also a lot I can't share. So today I got a photo of a postcard message that said, why don't you have a Chuck and Roxy number? Don't bury the lead. (laughs) I've only emailed the big show twice, never been read. But Stern did refer to an email I sent about him saying yard in a rope stick during an Indochino read in February. Is that DA adjacent? (laughs) Also, the woman to whom I'm related by marriage and I are both theater professionals. She is the resident stage manager at Signature Theater in Arlington, Virginia. No way. Yes way. I know a bunch of Little's ears just perked up and I might want your, you know, wife's job someday. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say. 
I have recently retired. Assist. <laughs> I have recently retired from theater to pursue a more lucrative business. <laughs> that's my favorite part. In experience design in architecture. Okay. And that is a long story as well. Really enjoy the two of you and keep up the good work. You are really lovely humans. Aw. Hear that episode one seventy eight. We're lovely humans. Hear that, Sully in Boston? We're lovely humans. Also, I am a big numbers guy, especially sequences. If I could be episode 234, <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> Not too long from here. Not sure if Jonathan Conrad appreciates episode 123. Best sequence. Anyway, love the show. I want to attend the Jingle Fest this year. I live in Springfield, Virginia, and have one excuse for not attending, but I plan to join. Cheers. Okay. Right? All right, so yeah, Robbie, we'll get you on the podcast. Yes. This is almost as this is better than clicking the little tab, I think. But yeah. I mean, hello. I don't know what we'll talk about. It sounds like we have nothing to talk <laughs> about. He didn't really go in to say what he did in theater. Well, right. So we're gonna find out. Mm-hmm. Robbie, I know I don't know if you're a new listener or not, but Chuck's a stage manager. I stage managed here in New York for the last mm-hmm. ten years, but currently unemployed. So currently unemployed. And so if you know any openings. Ironically, Chuck and Roxy were trying to think of trying to move down to the Virginia area, but Chuck here is a little hesitant because we don't have any jobs yet. Right. So hello. Uh, does your wife need an assistant? More than yeah. happy to do that. Mm-hmm. So love that email. And Roxy, maybe we will have some connections if we get down there. Oh, for sure. All right, Roxy, that's all the time we have. So thank you all for listening to the Loyal Littles podcast. And Roxy, take a second and tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. LoyalLittlesPod.com. Go there. doesn't matter who you are or what you think you have to offer. <laughs> Just let us know you want to be on the show. That's it. Absolutely. And then also go over there and find our Twitter page, our Instagram page, all that stuff. Give us likes and follows over there. We really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, if you listen on Apple and iTunes, don't forget to give us a nice rate and review over there. Speaking of, go to our guest book. On our webpage. Yeah. Yeah. You said it's loyallittlespod.com, right? Yep. Loyallittlespod.com. Just do it. Thanks again to Jonathan Chopinski for coming on to Meet the Littles. Getting good with the names, I think. Yep. I think that's it. That's all we have, right? Yeah. I mean, don't forget to get ready for Jingle Fest, Mingle Fest, Jingle Golf, Nats game on the Wednesday. I think they're doing that. Mm -hmm. I haven't heard officially yet, Mm -hmm. but I think it's happening. Yep. We did get confirmation. There is hotel information for La Cheeserie Night. The month after Summer of Littles. Mm-hmm. And we'll get all that information because we do all kind of want to stay in the same place. If, uh, Well, I think most people do yep. if we're doing that. But we'll get all that to you. And remember, if you need a grip for your stick. Stickgrip.com. I just used it again. We needed new grips for our softball bats for the league I commissioned in. So did it. Got the discount. And if you need a book. Aaron'sBooks.com. Don't forget to go over there and use our code. LLPod. And make sure you put it in the comment section. Yes. During checkout. And he'll make sure he takes it off the bill. And Roxy, as always, remember, if you are out shopping online tonight, don't forget to use the code, people. Bye. That's a tie. Drinking and just thinking about the way you lied About the way you left me, all the tears I cried All the lonely nights I spent without you by my side But today beneath this blue sky on the patio Gold drink in my hand, listening to the radio Today the blue sky up above is the only blue I know Sitting neath the blue sky Sunlight shining down Thinking how my life has been You ain't been around And how these Adirondacks Could use a coat of paint Added to my list of important things On my list you ain't Today beneath this blue sky A slight breeze moves the air Sitting with my drink In this Adirondack chair You're no longer here 
baby, I don't really care Keep up trying to figure Why you left and where'd you go Through your whip and what I said All things I'd like to know But the day the blue sky up above Is the only blue I know Drinking and just thinking about the way you lie All the lonely nights I spent without you by my side I put it all behind me, all my tears have dried And today beneath this blue sky on the patio Cold drink in my hand, listening to the radio Today the blue sky up is the only blue I know The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. You should realize you can win it with you. Oh, yeah.